Hey guys, welcome to the Uni Starter Kit podcast. Uh, I'm Rutendo and well, you already know that. But <laughs> today in our episode, I will be speaking to Jess de la Cruz and Matthew Provost, who are um, both executive members of the board, the Simon Fraser University Student Society Board. Um, so yeah, I just thought, you know, they are so very, very involved in uh, student life at SFU. And it would be a mistake to have a whole podcast about the school and miss out on them um, because they're your chance of getting involved uh, in the university in a way that affects policy and affects um, just student life in general and um, the impact you could have on other students as a student yourself. So uh, yeah, we'll be speaking to them and hearing from them in two different parts. So yeah, I broke it up and you can get the rest of it in part two. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for part one. And as always, I'm happy to have feedback. Let me know what you think. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's get into it. I'll go first. Um, my name is Jess Della Cruz. I go by she, her, her pronouns. Um, with the Simon Fraser Student Society, I'm VP Events and Student Affairs. Um, in terms of my education, I'm in my second last semester at SFU, majoring in English with a double minor. Oh my gosh, with one minor now, because I changed it, um, in Gender, Sexuality, and Women's Studies. Uh, within my role at SFSS, I act as liaison um, between non-executives and executives members of council. Um, I also do a lot of hiring. Um, now that we now that we have had a restructure in governance, um, we do hire our SFSS employees uh, and make sure they're doing okay and taking care of them in all ways possible. Um, I also help with club and departmental student unions and faculty student unions activities and general inquiries as well. Um, and of course, I plan events. Um, I've recently only done like only one event online because we moved in person. So we're just starting to slowly get used to having in-person events again after COVID. Um, and then looking at all the logistics for that, for room booking policies and event guidelines um, related to or external to the student union building. Um, other things that I've done so far is do a soft opening of the student union building back in August. I hope to have a grand one maybe in January and then other large events as well um, when COVID dies down, hopefully soon. Cool. Okay. That's great. Comprehensive. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Matthew? Yeah, sure. I can hop in. Um, <clears throat> uh, okay. I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to go to uh, Burnaby Mountain. Um, yeah, so my name is Matthew Provost. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, his. Um, I'm currently situated as an uninvited guest um, on these territories. So I just um, acknowledged where I'm from in the Tsipoaks in uh, my traditional language, which is the Blackfoot language. Um, 
Yeah, so I just wanted to recognize that, you know, as an uninvited guest, just to show my solidarity to Indigenous communities here. Um, yeah, so currently, this is my second year on the Simon Fraser Student Society on, on, on the council, I guess. Last year, I was the VP Student Services, and this year, um, you know, very, uh, got reelected as the VP External and Community Affairs. So I guess just to give a little bit of context, even prior to that, um, as an Indigenous student, I was involved with like a lot of advocacy efforts, pushing for like reconciliation, um, you know, supporting um, various community members and Indigenous students in a lot of different roles. So just, you know, trying to make sure that Indigenous student voices are amplified in regards to, you know, education supports, mental wellness supports, um, you know, even within um, the institution itself. So <clears throat> a lot of that work just looked like creating campaigns and advocacy to amplify Indigenous student voices. Um, and I've been able to kind of encompass that work with that I do in the society now, which has been really nice. Um, you know, I think within, so basically the Simon Fraser Student Society um, is the site that looks over all the undergraduate students. So there's roughly, you know, um, over 25,000 undergrads. And basically what that looks like is all these students pay like their student fees and that's kind of what goes to like the SFSS um, in its entirety. So, you know, when we look at the student union building um, over the course of, you know, a decade basically, you know, students have paid into that and that kind of goes into like services such as like the health and dental plan, um, and also just the different things that come out of that in terms of like what Jess does like in events or even just, um, you know, looking over like in our own governance structures and things like that. So we like, I guess, in my role specifically this year um, for external and community affairs, I really look at that as uh, our relationship building between the society and external resources. Um, like outside of SFU. So whether that's like other nonprofits, other community groups and resources, uh, creating those um, initial points of contact to make sure that students have proper support. So, you know, whether that's in terms of food security, mental wellness, affordability and housing, um, as well as for my role in regards to like our policies, I take care of like lobbying initiatives and campaigns like through municipal, provincial and federally. So anything in regards to like, you know, tuition or um, proper affordability supports, transportation, student concerns in terms of like, um, you know, student concerns over like TMX, like the pipeline, sustainability issues, things like that to bring forward to any uh, formal government or even other organizational capacities. That's kind of like where my role has come in. Um, I've been a big advocate in terms of supporting, you know, uh, Black, Indigenous, and people of color. So BIPOC students on campus, making sure that they have proper supports um, in terms of a mental wellness within like SFU and the establishment of the BIPOC committee within the SFSS last year. Uh, this year will be our second um, I guess you're of like that iteration of that committee. So yeah, kind of very broad. Um, I'm also in my final semester studying um, Indigenous public policy and minoring in communications. So that's very eventful. I'm glad to almost be done. That's great. All right. Thank you both for, you know, giving me such an 
elaborate introduction that will be yeah i can delve a lot into that we're gonna get into most of it so that's cool um okay and you've already explained a little bit about what the sfss is can you give me a short background of like how it started um if you guys remember or if no pressure it's fine <laughs> i think in regards to like you know student organizations like student organizing um student unions in general they play a really essential role like within the university so um corbett will know but i won't <laughs> i'm not good but he's like basically like our sfss database but you know when in terms of when we talk about like the simon fraser student society in regards to like historical context like it holds a lot of power like especially like within the institution like for undergraduates because ultimately we're here to you know get an education and make sure that we have that support while we're here but in regards to like when we address like changes in tuition or like services or like if we feel as though like our needs aren't being met by like the institution that's it that's it that is where like places like the sfss are essential because it brings that collect that collective action and also collective support for students in order to make change and push um push the boundaries in terms of like policies and to create like institutional change and impact. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, and that covers why it exists, I guess, purpose. Um, but can you tell me a little bit about how, cause my podcast is targeted towards um, the most new students we have, right? So first and second years. Um, and they may not know how to get involved with the SFSS or how to join the SFSS or when they are, the most ideal time to do so is. Um, so can you go a little bit into that? Like if you're in first year today, when should you be planning to join the SFSS? Should you join the SFSS, you know? Feel free to take that on. As for Simon Fraser Student Society, we do have various committees uh, one of them is called the First Year Engagement Committee, um, which one of the executives chair, as well as non-executives and um, counselors are a part of that. So they do help with um, creating online and in-person engagement activities for these students. Um, in terms of getting involved, if you are an incoming student, I suggest doing it within your first semester or two. Um, Maybe first year if you need a little bit to transition and get used to post-secondary life, but in terms of classes, it's been very difficult, at least in my experience, to make friends or find a community just because you attend class and you're allowed to talk in there because you're getting um, a lecture and then you leave right away. Um, we are known as a commuter campus and it is true that we are, um, but of course we always want to change that stigma and make sure that the communities we create are um, inclusive and welcoming and warm. Um, so if you're a student um, within the English department, um, if you are majoring or minoring or taking one course in that semester in English, you can join the English Student Union. Um, student unions are such a good way to start getting your involvement. You don't have to be an executive member right away. You can just attend events, um, especially for students who we have a group of students who uh, SFU and SFSS refers to as double cohort. Um, so in relation to COVID-19, the pandemic, there are many students who started their first year post-secondary online on Zoom. And then we have 
batch who are starting their first year post-secondary in person. However, both of them are starting in person in this fall 2021 semester. Um, so that double cohort kind of needs more special attention about um, what services we have when we did transition remotely and what's going to continue with our services within the SFSS and what we can do for them in person. Um, the other thing is about volunteering is that they can join many of our committees. So we have BIPOC committee, uh, mine is events and student affairs committee, we have member services committees. All of these committees can be your first chance at volunteering. Um, we tend to notice that people who join these committees are the ones who are pretty involved in high school as well. Um, so this is a good place for them if they are used to that. Um, students who are wanting to step foot into the work of advocacy organization um, or labor work can also, this place would be a good for them to start to. Have anything? Yeah, I think like my recommendation, like what I would hope is to see like more students get involved like through their communities like as well because even for me like a really essential part for me was finding like i can say that like i wasn't really involved in my student union i wasn't really involved in like clubs just because like as an indigenous student like i didn't really feel like i fit in those spaces or i just didn't know where to find them even if it was in like you know um like my communications like dsu or anything so uh my first place was to go to like the uh, first nation student association that i was introduced to here um and i thought that was just a really good way to like you know see that community and like find that support and you know just to even if you're not gonna like like jess was saying like if you're not gonna like run to be on these boards or like anything like that i think it's just good to you know meet some folks because even in that time like they could turn into like supports for like studying or even just like long-term friends because even what I found here like most of the most of my like friends that I met through here like you spend more time with these like people who become like your family <laughs> you spend more time with them here like every day than your own family so that's something that's been really like important for me and like some stuff like yeah like I wish I would have felt more comfortable to like get involved earlier in terms of like either like events or like maybe other student unions but um that's something that I also didn't know about either so just finding out like what what you're able to do and it's not saying that you have to like you know host a bunch of things or anything but just being able to go to like clubs like they have clubs for hiking they have clubs for like board games they have clubs for like they had like a knitting club. Like they literally have so many clubs for things that like you'll probably be like interested in. And those are really good ways to like find that support, especially like on campus. And I know things have changed because of COVID. So like there are discord channels now, a lot of clubs and a lot of D DSUs went to like online platforms in terms of community. So you don't really have to feel the pressure I guess to like go into an event where you don't know a lot of people, it might just start with like an online platform or like a Facebook group. And like, those are good ways as well, because they even have open discord chats now where people just sit in like um, a room, like a virtual room, and you just kind of like have your speaker on or people just collectively listen to music and things like that. And I think that's just a good way to like, find um, various resources and supports that like will kind of help you navigate like, I guess now like we're in like we're in pandemic times still. So like those are a bunch of different things that um, have changed, but kind of 
in some ways stayed the same and also have in some ways become more accessible? Well, I think like another thing I'll add is um, first year, second year, fifth or sixth, like there's still chances for you to get involved with the society, um, especially people from equity seeking groups. The society has spaces within the student union building for them. Um, so for disabled and neurodivergent folks, there's a DNA Alliance. Um, for black students, there's the students of Caribbean and African ancestry, um, black student space in the first floor. There is Women's Center for Self-Identifying Women and Gender Non-Binary Folks. Um, there is out on campus for two-spirit LGBTQ folks. So um, equity seeking groups are always welcome as well to just be in those spaces, like Matt said, to find community first and foremost. Ooh. Okay, great. Cool. Thank you so much for elaborating on that as well. Um, could you make a distinction between the committees and the clubs? Because I feel like they're different things, no? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and student unions too, people might get confused with that one. Um, so clubs generally have um, a specific interest that um, where students gather. So for example, there's knitting, there's anime club, um, there's Emerge, there is um, business clubs within the faculty of Beatty, there is... Um, the Realtor Club. There's, the, there's a Realtor Club for students who want to become Realtors. There's a whole bunch of that. So that's based on interest. Um, some of them seem professional, some of them seem fun, some of them seem, some of them are advocacy work. Like I believe there's also like um, an orangutan awareness club. Um, so there's like a whole bunch of them. And then for student unions, um, every faculty has, so it goes faculty and then it breaks down into departments. Within those departments, for example, the Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences has over 13 departments from English, philosophy, French, political science, each of those departments have their own student union. Those student union executives act as a liaison for students who are majoring, minoring, or taking one class from that department. And then they kind of, sometimes they need to do advocacy work and lobbying with their department and with their faculty if they need better resources for their students. So for example, um, this is just an example, but if like political science, um, needs a, a specific grading system. Um, they would do campaigns within political science students um, to make sure that they are getting what they need from their department. Um, but they would host, for example, um, folks in philosophy could do um, speakers with other lawyers or philosophers or anything like that. Criminology Student Association can um, host speaker events with people who have background in criminal, criminal and, and like um, who work in that field. Um, and then the committees, do you wanna explain the committees? Yeah, so basically like within the society, like we have our own internal committees that kind of work on like our efforts internal to the SFSS. So our committees, kind of like what Jess was talking about, they are specific, some to like, the executive. So, okay, I'm going to try to break this down. So within the Simon Student Society, you have council and council in its entirety makes up is the composition of all the departmental student unions. So what we just talked about, the constituency groups, that's FNSA, SOCA, like those groups, 
And then also, um, you know, the executive. So the executive committee, which is comprised of like myself and Jess, um, Gabe, who is the president, um, Marie, who is VP equity, Serena, who is a VP university and academic affairs, uh, Corbett, which is VP internal and organizational development. And then Almas is a, a VP finance and services. So all of those, we all have a designated like committee that falls within our portfolio. So for example, like for me as a VP external and community affairs, my committee is external and community affairs. So that committee supports like the lobbying efforts, the campaign efforts that kind of fall under like my portfolio. So interested one, like in the provincial government or any form of government, or if you're interested in like sustainability, like in terms of like pushing the provincial government to like, you know, um, oppose the pipeline, then maybe we can run a campaign through ECA to kind of push that through and bring those concerns forward. If you're interested in running like events or you're interested in like building community engagement, you would probably go to um, Jess's committee. If you're interested in like advocacy efforts regarded to like BIPOC students or more so for, towards sustainability, then you would go to, um, you would apply to be on like Marie's committee, which is equity and sustainability. If you're a BIPOC student and you're interested in like, cause you understand what barriers you face as a BIPOC student and you want to make institutional change and support other BIPOC students and you would run for like, um, apply for like the BIPOC committee. But we also have other um, committees, like there we have a few. So some are like, um, I'm trying to think of like a random one. Oversight. Oversight committee. So like that's comprised of like counselors. So there's, and then there's, we have committees that are specific like for counselors and like executives as well. We hold those positions. There's like oversight, which oversight executive, which they oversee the executive committee. So there's things like that, that just kind of like help out like internal. the internal aspects to the SFSS. And when we have student at large seats on these committees, that's where any undergraduate student who's interested in being on these committees can apply to sit as an at large representative. So that's kind of like the difference, I guess, and to break down like the committees that probably was really confusing, but either way, like that's kind of like how it would work essentially. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think that sort of helps. I think there's three or four levels to this. Um, yeah. So I think we start off at interest-based clubs and then, um, departmental student union. So based on faculty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go into the SFSS and then we'll have each of your, the ones that fall under your individual positions, right? For the committees. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then you have another committee or well, other committees like oversight, which supervise you, quote unquote. And the, and the other thing about that is like with DSUs, there's all every DSU, because our council right now is comprised of over like 50 members and the, every member comes from a different department. And so there's the different department which they're elected within their own student union, but then there's executives who are elected by the whole body of the undergrads. Mm, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, no, this is real comfort. Yeah, this is real deep. It's a deep well, you guys, if you want to get involved, there's so many ways, plethora of ways, um, but that's cool, that's cool. I think it's important that we have students looking out for students 
And also that students who feel like they have something to say or would like to contribute have a platform to do so. So yeah, thank you for the work that you do. Um, and then, okay, so, all right, we're, yeah, we're about halfway. Um, the next thing I wanted to find out from you is um, the goals you guys had set as a cohort or as a, yeah, as like a board for 2020, 2021. Um, if, okay, so I'm gonna have you fill in the blank. If A, B and C happen, the board of 2020, 2021 would be considered successful. What, what goals had you set and how are you doing so far? Okay. Take this <laughs> no, I, that's a big question just for the two of us. I think like, well, it's also broken down into individual because we all have our own portfolios, right? And they're really specific because there's things within our policies that kind of like dictate like what we, what we need to do. So for example, for my portfolio, like I focus on lobbying. So I need to be at lobby days. Yeah. Uh, also need to chair my committee so we have different goals in terms of like overall things like for me a big thing is like focusing on reconciliation efforts and how do we further that yeah and kind of hit those goals in terms of like what we've seen over the summer in regards to like trigger warning like residential schools and things like that um we've been able to support um through different campaigns like the we've donated um $6,000 to the Indian Residential School Survivors Society. And I was able to bring that forward through a motion and we were able to put that money to support communities. So in terms of like that, like um, in terms of just supporting those campaigns and like those advocacy efforts, like those are small ways that we can hit our goals, but overarching things like, you know, we are planning like a big thing, like in terms of for the society and its, and its entirety, like we went through a whole restructuring model. Um, which is totally different from last year. Last year, we had the SFSS board, it, the board of directors, as it used to be called, yeah. um, and we've transferred over into a new governance model, which um, really centers, like, I feel like what democracy, like, should be in terms of, like, you know, including departmental student unions in the decision-making process. So now, instead of having 16 board of directors that kind of look over everybody. Now we have a whole council, which is the executive, but also departmental student unions where we make these decisions like, you know, as a collective and we have that deliberation processes. So we're still kind of working through that. And I think that's a good like goal, like for this whole year is to like, you know, go through that restructuring process and like see how that's going to work in future terms for like other councils like that will move forward in the future. Um, in terms of like what we're doing as like an executive board, we really want to focus on bringing back student advocate, advocacy, uh, student activism, and really centering, um, you know, marginalized voices and like BIPOC voices. Because when you look at like student, well, even for me in the past couple of years, like in our student union specifically, I've never seen um, Indigenous representation. I've never seen like BIPOC voices like, you know, really prioritized in campaign. Like that. So I think we're moving towards a more progressive model of how we want student unions to be and really center back that ad activism and advocacy to really support the students who need um, additional support that not getting from the institution itself. So kind of like my take. Jess? Oh, um, 
Um, I think you covered most of it. Yeah. Wait, that answer would change yeah. also in between the different executives that, that you talk to, like in terms of like portfolio, like, cause I know that um, even, for example, like Corbett, Corbett's working on like, he is working on to, you know, update like a lot of our processes internally and also to give us like better um was it like tech technology and stuff like that so updating like computers and things like that for like staff because he deals with like the internal processes like with staff and like the board so like his portfolio and goals might be different and also like Gabe Gabe looks at like everything like in terms of what we're doing in the executive what we're doing like with our staff and also being a liaison between the university and also it'd be different for Serena, like looking at like, you know, accessible course practices and advo advocating for like, you know, um, just things that happen like between like the university, but also the student society. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what I think. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, yeah, that helps. I think, yeah, you covered as much as you could, which is awesome. Um, it's, yeah, your department, quote unquote, is very big. <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot of moving parts. Um, so yeah, I, I appreciate you taking the effort to explain everyone's role, including your own. So that's the end of part one. Uh, part two is coming right up, so stay tuned and don't go anywhere.